This is episode number 202 of the Rising Man podcast with Jetty Azuma, Phil Gomez, and Jeff King. It's all in the family. Welcome back, Rising Man fam, and thank you for joining me here today. This is Jetty Azuma checking in behind the mic for another episode of the Rising Man podcast. Before I introduce this episode today, I want to officially announce the launch of an amazing new program that we're creating. It's called Dojo. Dojo is a four-day self-mastery and embodied leadership training that we are launching here right now. It's happening April 7th to the 10th. You can get more information at risingman.org slash dojo. I'm really excited about this opportunity. This is something that we've been working on and cooking up for years now, literally years. And we're putting on this four-day in-person embodied leadership training for you men out there. We got 40 spots available and I know they're going to fly off the shelves. So head over to risingman.org slash dojo today check it out for more info and get yourself registered while seats last all right thank you for joining me today because this is a really special episode in this episode is phil gomez and jeff king quick backstory on how this episode came to be so we were having a community call and myself and phil and jeff were the only ones who showed up and we came up with the idea hey Let's talk about the topic for today's fatherhood episode. This was in our father to father community, but let's let's record it. <laughs> let's record it as a piece of content we can use and share with the community because we were talking about impor the importance of having family values. So in this episode, Phil drops some knowledge on the difference between personal values and shared family values and why having shared values makes all the difference in partnership. Jeff chimed in to share his experiences of separation, reflecting on the values he's raising his children with and the opportunities he has to still have shared values with his former partner and the mother of his children. We discussed how easily we can all overlook this conversation conversation and ultimately why it can lead to so many breakdowns in families and relationships when there's not that clear set of values that we're all, that we're all committed to. And lastly, we discuss simple strategies for you and your partner to create family values and to have fun while doing it. So for this and so much more, without further ado, myself, Phil Gomez and Jeff King on a fatherhood freestyle. All right, Rising Man family, Jetty Zuma here. We got Philip Gomez. We don't actually know who is hosting the show today because y'all know Phil Gomez by now. He's one of the founding fathers here, as am I. And here's the, here's the context. We started having a conversation about family values and we realized, hey, this might be real, something really valuable to share with the family men out there and the other people who are thinking about what am I up to in my life, but also what is my family up to? So here we are, man. So why why family values why did we decide that this is something this important yeah man i'm really grateful that uh one of us had the bright idea to record and start talking about we won't this say it's probably who. me we won't say who <laughs> <laughs> yeah right uh yeah man but family values are a really important one and i think it's uh it's interesting because it's something that i don't think you and i have ever specifically talked about um nope. even though we've spent a lot of quality time with each other's families and probably could rattle them off like you're saying mm -hmm. but family values are really they're just like the moral compass for your family you know in men's work we talk about your your personal core values and the importance of each man having a code that they live by and family values are no different than that except they are include another person especially if you're with the uh, mother of your children, right? So they include another person and then they affect how a human being is being raised, right? So there's so much more to uh, take into consideration, but they, uh, just like your personal values, they're really the guiding light for how you navigate the difficult shit when it comes up. See, that's the thing for me, because uh, I know that's what's helped me in my personal values. When we talk about things like terms and my personal code, it's the thing that can always fall back on when there's a difficult decision because making difficult decisions, that's, that's in the, in the textbook of what it means to be a man. And if I don't have values, if I don't have that clarity, it can be difficult, can, can leave a lot of room for gray area and uncertainty and doubt. And particularly with a family though, it, it gets even exponentially more difficult because there's other people involved that I used to make decisions for myself and sure if it crashed and burned, it's just myself who has to deal with the consequences. But when it's a family and, and we're talking about raising children now and, and giving them the best of what we got. Yeah, man, those, those values have been so important. 
yeah, man, stakes are way higher. And, uh, you know, it takes two to create a child. It, it takes more than two to raise a child, but, you know, at least, uh, mom and dad are the, the most important, the first line of defense. Um, so being on the same team is absolutely key. It's a huge transition in your relationship, right? Which is, you know, one of the biggest things that we end up working on when it comes to fatherhood work. But now that your relationship is evolving, it's like all of your upbringings and your ways of viewing the world and uh, really what you deem as important are going to be infused to what you do, what you say, and just really how you raise your children. Um, so really getting on the same team there is essential because if you're just operating under assumptions, um, you're not going to realize there's a there's a leak of the ship until the storm comes. And that's not the time you want to realize you got a leaky ship. Um, so really just having the conversation and just getting on the same page so you're not operating under assumptions is essential. Yeah, I mean, how many times have we heard that story that, you know, there's there's a mother and a father who are married and they're doing their best to raise children and they come to a crossroads and they completely disagree on what's the best, what's in the best interest for their child or children. And how many times has that led to a significant breakdown in the way the relationship has gone, right? The way that the relationship has unfolded, you know, there's, I, I just uh, think about how many guys I've talked to who have a, a partner who doesn't, doesn't match up with the way that they see they should be raising their children. And then before you know it, it's, it's like, well, what, what are the alternative? What do we, what can we do now? If, if not divorce and separate and, and, and part ways from this relationship, what else is there to do? Because a, a fundamental thing, like a value is not something that you can just change overnight without mm -hmm. compromising who you are or what you believe in centrally. Absolutely. It's definitely not something that you can just up and change. Um, you know, we were talking a little bit before where I think, I think we're hardwired to be attracted to people with similar values, um, whether we know it or not, probably part of the subconscious. Um, but just the fact is the society that we live in, it's really easy to get clouded on what we're focusing on. You know, I know you dropped a, a Monday morning meditation talking about choosing your partner and, uh, you know, just with all the influences of media and society and everything, our judgment can really get clouded or we just start focusing on the wrong shit. But I really do think in our instinctual primal mind, we are looking for compatibility on a greater scale. Um, so oftentimes we do find ourselves with someone that has uh, a pretty, a pretty like-minded way of seeing the world um, or raising children. But again, you don't really know because you're not going to find that out until the rubber hits the road, until you actually have a child that is going through a situation or you have to correct your child for something or you have to make a stand for something revolving around your children. So it really doesn't come out until then. Um, but it really can be cleared with a simple conversation or at least an opening of a conversation that can be a continuous conversation throughout your, the upbringing of your children, right? It's something you can revisit. I mean, I know you and your wife have had that conversation. Me and my wife have had that conversation. Um, and I'm sure you've revisited it at least once. Um, and for us, we, we haven't had a specific revisit, but it's about that time. You know, my son is uh, about to be three, um, going to school now. And uh, there's just like, there's more interaction with other children, with other parents, with just the world in general. So, um, you know, really re it's kind of renewing our vows, um, not necessarily just to each other in love, but to, uh, to the family as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Uh, well, Jeff King, Thanks for joining us in here, man. Welcome to an impromptu recording of the Rising Man podcast. It's <laughs> like to be here. I, uh, I fell asleep hard putting Amara to bed. <laughs> I know nothing about that. Woke up on the ground and I was like, I am very late. <laughs> well, guess what, man? It's a really cool opportunity because it's just the three of us. Uh, we don't think that anybody else is going to be jumping on. And we had, we started, we said, well, why don't we just record a podcast episode about what we want to talk about tonight? So there's a couple of things we can do. We can scrap this recording and Phil and I can do this another time, 
or we can find a creative way to pull you into the conversation and you can be a guest on the podcast. I, I'm, I'm up for whatever. I'll leave that to you guys. What would be a, let's, be a uh, let's make a, let's make a pretend uh, dial in and then Jeff can just call in as a disgruntled father and, <laughs> and an avid hater, avid hater of Jetty Azuma and he can just start bad mapping you. <laughs> Well, what do you think, man? Uh, I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll put it this way. For me, I, I'm, I'm here to be of most service to, to you and the men of this community. So, I mean, I, I appreciate that conversation you were just having. I'm, I mean, I don't keep, keep going. I'll, I'll jump in wherever I can. Do you mind if we incorporate you into the conversation? No, not at all. All right, cool. All right, then uh, here's what we're going to do. We're just going to rock with it. Let's do it. All right. All right, so we've got a special guest who just jumped on the line unexpectedly, my man, Jeff King. Jeff King has been a member of the Rising Man community for, gosh, going on a couple of years now. He's also a father who's raising children, who has been in a relationship for a long period of time. And we're talking about this conversation about family values, Jeff. So Phil and I just weighed in a little bit. What do you think, first of all, do you, do you have central family values that you operate from in the way that you raise your kids? So, yeah, I think that was, I think that's a pretty big missed conversation that was had between my former partner and I, um, kind of things happened very quickly and, and we didn't get to have that conversation ahead of time. Um, just kind of jumped, jumped all in. She had a, a five-year-old at the time when we met and, um, just kind of hit the ground running. So I, th I think it was a lot of kind of working backwards and still, still adjusting on the fly. Um, and yeah, we've been, so we've been separated for a few months now and that's been, that's been coming up even more kind of as we're kind of existing in these parallel spaces. Um, and the, yeah, so for, for me, it's boiling down to, just kind of compassion and, and listening, you know, kind of communication as, as both a giving and a receiving. And that shows up, you know, always in every, in every interaction, you know, whether it's with another person or even just when you're with yourself, mm. so trying to instill that, instill that in, in both the kids as they're moving through. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that, man. Um, well, let's take a half a step back. So uh, thank you for sharing, uh, your experience and your circumstances. I know that that's not an easy thing to try and navigate. And Phil and I were just about to talk about some of the, some of the consequences that, that can happen from not getting clear on these values and making sure that there's a match in values when we enter into partnership and raising children together. And, and you, you, I think you identified that pretty perfectly there as one of the things that was challenging for you and your, and your former partner. Uh, so what, what have you learned from that just about the, the importance of having that match in values and, and how much do you think that's played into the challenges you guys had? Um, it's hard to say whether it's totally like for us, whether it, it's, I don't feel that we necessarily have different values, but it's more just kind of how they, I guess kind of the road, the road to get there. Um, I don't know. I think it, it, it would have been very helpful to have, have kind of, you know, I'm off, I'm often very jealous of, or not jealous of, but, but, uh, you know, encourage people before they're diving in to kind of have those conversations where it's, it's, you know, I, I did a total leap of faith and, um, has had beautiful outcomes, um, but also very, very trying times. And I think, I think that communicating upfront about, you know, the path that you want to take in, in raising kids and having kids is, is pretty essential in terms of the, the partnerships, longevity and, and the, and the kids kind of being supported the best that they can be. Yeah. 
And it's not necessarily a conversation that it's not on the checklist of items that you have to do to get ready for partnership or to have kids, right? Like there, it's not something that we're, we're led to or encouraged to do. At least that's not what was my, my parents never said, here's what you got to do. When you find your partner, you got to sit down and make sure there's a match in values. And, um, and Phil, I thought it'd be good to, to hear you weigh in a little bit, man, about just the, the process uh, of what, what that could look like. Cause I think there's a lot of guys out there who are in similar situations as Jeff and, and, and you and I too, when we didn't really know what we were doing when we fell upon that conversation of family values. For sure. It's a, it's beautiful just how many intricacies there are in ending up being a dad, you know, you could be like Jetty who has had his whole life planned out since the age of 13 (laughs) or, uh, you know, more of a guy like me. (laughs) Um, so I, I could relate a lot to your share, Jeff, because my wife and I, we were we were together for quite a while, uh, but we weren't like we weren't planning to have a kid at the time we had a kid. Um, and although that had been the conversation of like, you know, wanting to have a family together someday and all that, like it just wasn't in the plan. So before I knew it, like my partner was pregnant and I just went into freak out mode of like, oh, I got to make more money or I got to like make sure everything is all together before this baby comes in nine months. Um, definitely the first thought was not, oh, let's make sure we're on the same page about how we want to raise this kid and uh, our values being together. Where I think I really lucked out or, you know, whatever uh, higher power was looking out for us is both my partner and I had done a lot of Um, personal development and personal work. And I think we just had a certain sense of clarity on our own values, which really lended itself to when we did finally have that conversation. Um, So I think there's a certain level of clarity. And I mean, that was, uh, you know, three, almost four years ago, finding out that she was pregnant. Um, And, you know, I've grown a lot since then. A lot of things have changed, but those core values are pretty similar. So just like the nuts and bolts of it, like once my son was here, probably after the fourth trimester where, uh, you know, I was like, okay, the the baby's still alive. We're, you know, everything's going okay. We're both stressed, but we're kind of out of that fourth trimester. Um, I think the conversation just came up naturally in the sense of like, what do we want our family to look like? You know, not in the sense of how many kids do we want, but what do, what do we just want our family to be like? And it kind of started in a little bit more playful, um, allowing ourselves to dream sort of thing and kind of talking about this bigger picture, I guess, the vision. And uh, from there, we were able to break down the things that were most important for us or the things that could, would be considered our family values. Mm. Was that a hard conversation to have? Was that like, just, what was the vibe? If we were, if we were sitting in the room with you when you were having that conversation, was it heated? Was it exciting? What was the vibe? Um, you know what? My partner, Demetra, is way better at being in the vision, dreamy flow state um, when it comes to those sorts of things. Uh, for me, it's really uncomfortably in that space because I'm like, yo, I'm thinking about what I have to do tomorrow and what needs to be done to like keep the ship afloat. It's hard to like roll out the map and just like, oh, it'd be beautiful. Go here, go there. I'm like, you know, let's make sure everything's plugged up and that we're navigating straight, this, this, and that. So it was more uncomfortable for me in the sense of giving myself permission to think big and not be limited by logistics. Really, really difficult for me. Um, but once we were, once I was able to let go of that, um, it was a pretty lighthearted conversation because we weren't focused on the values themselves. Right. Where I feel like getting the right word or are we omitting things? Do we have everything? Um, We really just talked about like what a day in the life would look like for our family in 10 years, you know, Um, and then kind of what what would like a great day look like? And just thought about it from that sense. And then we were able to kind of backtrack. And I for me, it made it a lot more enjoyable. Yeah. Less of a business transaction. <laughs> I, was, I was laughing there, dude, when you're describing your relationship with Demetra, because you're you're such, a sol- <laughs> you're such a soldier, man. You're just like, dude, give me my marching orders, tell me which direction to go, and I'll knock down a brick wall for you. <laughs> which I love Absolutely. about you, man. Um, it's good that you got a partner that supports that way of of you. Um, 
Yeah, man. You know, for uh, just reflecting on my experience, and I, I've shared this with you before, but uh, it it was actually incidental. It wasn't something that we intended for. It was date night. We got the grandparents to watch the kids, and we went to some, you know, unremarkable restaurant. You know, just out for dinner to spend some, you know, time without the kids. And on the way there, I'll give credit to Carrie because it was probably her. She's smarter than I am. Definitely she said so, she said she said something like, "Hey, what are what are our family values?" You know, something along those lines and neither of us had a clear answer and we decided to devote the rest of our evening to discussing our family values and speaking of the vibe, it was exciting. Like for for us, we were totally into it. I I was like, "Wow, I can't believe we had this blind spot." You know, because up to that point, we we already had a three-year-old son. It wasn't like we, we'd been together for years at this point. But this was like, whoa, this is a really big blind spot. And one one thing I would say is it was pretty clear that we were already living our lives according to the values that ended up coming out. For us, it, it was three. It was service, spirit, and growth. And anybody who knew us at that point in time would look at us and say, oh, yeah, that's totally your family values. Now we just had it down on paper and we were clear on it. So there is there's that one part where maybe you're already living those values and it's just an opportunity to get clear on it. But the other thing was just to to discuss what you were saying, Phil, how do we want our kids to be? If if we if we fail everything else, but but we do one thing right and we give our kids these strong values to at least serve as a foundation upon which they build their lives, what would that be? And it came down to these three for us. We're like, yeah, as long as we do that, as long as every decision we make nurtures their sense of service, of spirit and and growth in all the different ways that that could be, then we'll feel like we got it done. And there's something about that simplicity that both of us really liked. I know simplicity tends to be more of a masculine thing, but I remember Carrie on the, on the way out, we were like skipping, man. I can remember it now. We were like skipping back to the car. Like we had accomplished something really big and, um, and yeah, man, I can still, I can still remember that experience. I told you we had, I had them, um, Carrie created this picture where she put those three values over a picture of us with Sitka. And it was my screensaver for like a year and just really reinforced that every day, all the decisions that we made. So uh, it can be an exciting process. I think that's probably the best case scenario that it's not some, some sort of battle that you're, you know, you're fighting over territory here with your partner. It's, it's, it's one of the few places that we really get to collaborate on vision because especially in a men's space, I do that so much for myself. And I would say it also sparked our bigger discussions of, okay, great. Now, how do we make all the other things that we say we want to happen, happen in our lives? Yeah, I love that. I was just going to say it, that's kind of like a, you guys join really nicely there in that you're, you're both kind of looking back and it's kind of an interesting, interesting juxtaposition of like, um, kind of going, you know, Phil going to that dreamy state and trying to envision where you want to be. And then also kind of jetty looking and identifying kind of where you are and, and kind of having those meet. Um, that's really cool. That's, those are two really nice takes. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, so Jeff, let's come back to you for a minute. Cause not, now Phil and I kind of shared our experience of that and going back to what you said, said earlier about never having had that conversation with your former partner. Uh, what, if you look at your, the way that you, you raise your kids, let's just focus on you for a minute. Would you say that the values that you want to impart in them and instill in them come through in the way that you're raising them? I hope so. I think I, I aim, I certainly hope so. I think that, yeah, I think, I think part of the, something that's coming up for me in this conversation as well is like, I, I'm just kind of a, I'm a slow processor. And I think that when, when kind of all of a sudden I was like going light speed into dad mode, um, it really, I definitely like soldiered up and was like looking at looking at things in a, in a way I'd never really had before, you know, in terms of, you know, finances and just tightening down everything I could, um, for the storm that was coming and was already in, you know, it was like, um, you know, and as like an artist and a musician, you know, I'm often in that flowy state and, and head in the clouds and, and very often and not very often like, 
figuring out logistically how they do, um, how things are done, you know, it's more, that's much further down the line again, just like in the process for me. So, so that was a hard thing for me. So in terms of bringing it back to the kids is it's like trying to instill them, instill in them that, that space and allow them that space to have their head in the clouds and then kind of trying to bring them down to how are you going to get that done? Or, you know, you, my, my daughter will make like these lists of like what her Saturday is going to look like. And it's just like, she, you know, she's going into first grade now. So like, you know, the bullet points are just getting longer and longer and each one of those bullet points is getting longer and longer. And it's like, all right, this is awesome. Like you have this huge day planned, like, how are we going to get it done? Like, let's get it done. Um, wait, a, wait a second. You say your daughter's going into first grade and she plans out her Saturdays the way she wants them to go. And she, and she makes like a, like an agenda for herself. It's, it's bananas, man. It's like, dude, we got to hire her for rising man. Cause I'm I know sure how to get like <laughs> middle-aged men to do that. We need to hire her for me. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I end up just like going to her day. I'm like, all right, yeah. Bench clear on my plan. Like, let's do it. It's really fun. Um, but yeah, like in terms of, yeah, it's, it's like this odd. And I think, and just, I mean, back to the values conversation, it's like the value of just like allowing your space, your, yourself to have that creative space um, while also balancing it with, you know, things that need to get done. Um, my favorite part is on those lists is are always the meals and go to bed is last. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, and she does that on her own. Like, that's like, she has her targets. It's really fun. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Something that came up in hearing you share that is how having family values is it's almost like a way of determining what success would be right for, for it's like, it's like setting goals for yourself. Right. So if you're, you know, some of our values are um, like fun and adventure, uh, respect, reverence and unconditional love. Right. So it's like, if I can instill, if you know, the, on my son's 18th birthday, if I can look at the, the man that he is and he's exhibiting those things without me prompting or without me, you know, just by himself, like I would, I would be like, I did a good fucking job. Doesn't matter if he's going to college or not going to college. Doesn't matter if he's, uh, you know, a musician or a surgeon, right? Like it doesn't, none of that, nothing else matters, right? So I, I think it's a really effective way of honing in, simplifying what we want to focus on as a parent and what is then the measure of, did we do a good job or not, right? And of course we don't have control over everything, but if we can focus on that, we were not focused on making sure our kids are some uh, specific trade or doing a specific thing with their life, but that we're just focused on them being a good person. Yeah, I, I really like that because I think that's another place where a lot of people go wrong is focusing in so much on the results that they lose sight of the value that it's actually connected to where I, if I just want my son to be respectful and show unconditional love to himself and others, then it doesn't matter what he's doing. Like you said, right. It doesn't matter if he's going to college, doesn't matter what he's doing with his life. I just care about you being this type of human being. And when, when you really get a parent and you, and you can kind of separate them from the chaos of day-to-day life of just trying to make ends meet and make it all happen. And you sit them down and you really ask them, well, what really matters when at the end of the day, what what are you really helping to raise your children to become? I think everyone would, at some point, they just say something along the lines of just be a good person, right? Just be a good person. And I think that's what the values come down to. It's like, well, what, what, what are the qualities or characteristics that we've prioritized in order to be the type of person that we want to see after us? Because that's, that's another piece of the conversation here is legacy, right? I, God willing, my kids are going to outlive me. So what do I want to ensure is on the planet after me? I definitely want to have more humans that are service spirit and growth oriented, right? Starting with my two, my two children, 
that, that sounds good to me. I think they'll be able to handle more of the challenges that they'll face individually and collectively as a generation if they are that way. So I think it's also a really good opportunity to simplify things and not get so caught up in the specifics and the check marks. And my kids got to be an, an expert cellist and captain of the soccer team so they can get a, a full ride to college and have better opportunity in their lives. No, I mean, how many people out there scrapped all of that and, and became who they were going to be anyway? in spite of the results, they just, but, but they, but the, the, the person inside of them, I guess their, their essence shine through That's what I think about when I think of values. It's like, well, what is the essential part of you that we could apply anywhere? Mm -hmm. That's really good. The other thing that values brings up for me, because we're always talking about relationship, whether it's in dads on purpose or father to father, it, it just always comes up um you know difficulties in relationship or just like the the push and pull that's happening there so i think when you are able to come to an agreed upon value together um it allows for more freedom in the way that or in the difference between how um i father and demetra mothers if that makes sense so there a lot of breakdown occurs because maybe I don't like, or dad doesn't like how mom does something, right? Or vice versa. But if we both have this agreement of the overall importance being instilling um, fun and adventure, right? Then if mom wants to take, make sure we schedule one week vacation every year, and I want to focus on my kids, simulating my kids' curiosity and just, uh, just desire for new experience and knowledge and things like that, then, you know, we're both working towards the same goal. It doesn't matter if it looks different, how you do it versus how I do it. Like we can always come back to that thing that we agreed upon. So I think the values will allow for that, the difference in parenting um, because you're still tied to that, to that buoy, to that one anchor point. Yeah. And I think it also keeps, keeps me from making it all about me too, which I know is, is a really easy thing to do in this day and age. And having that, having that central thing that we're both subscribed to and that we enroll our children as, as a whole family, it's that thing that we all get to be in service to. And some of those, some of those decisions, like you were saying, it, it, it helps me remove myself and my personal interests from the conversation. If I'm really honoring those values, if I'm really honoring the spirit of adventure or service or whatever that value is that we want to identify, then I, I then I almost have to. If I'm going to be honest with myself, I have to take myself out of that out, out of that equation and just look at okay, well, what's best for the family here? And I, I tell you what, sometimes it's hard for me to to arrive at that clarity of that question. Like, what is the best for the family? So many times I'm operating from yeah. Okay. Well, how's this going to benefit the family? But really what's best for me, <laughs> you know, what's, what's the best way for me to take care of my family. And um, yeah, I just think it's a, it's a really great reminder to have that. So I guess my question to you is how, how do you navigate that distinction? Mm. Well, like I said before, having that reminder to look at those, those family values, that was really helpful. I, I can remember a couple of key moments where I had to make a decision with Carrie or even just for myself of how I wanted to conduct myself. And I saw that screensaver pop up service, spirit and growth picture of me, Carrie and, and my son at the time, cause it's, he wasn't born yet. And it just kind of, it's that thing that snaps the coherence. It's, it's having that, that reminder. So that's one of the ways, um, having other people who I've proclaimed my values to, right? Like other people that I, I tell them, you know, the, the things that I value in my life are these things. So that if I'm making decisions that are outside of them, people can say, huh, that's interesting. That doesn't seem very service oriented. That, 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 that thing you did there, that wasn't, didn't sound like that was coming from a growth mindset. So I guess it also requires having people who, like we always say, having people who call me on my bullshit and, and let me know when I'm slipping into that space of making it about me or doing the easier thing or following the path of least resistance. Because uh, ultimately, that's not who I want to be. Mm. what about you jeff 
Yeah, what was just coming up for me was that, so like I haven't had a lot of like peer dad friends. And that was one thing that got me, you know, more involved with you all between dads on purpose and father to father. Um, and I recently started a job at a middle school at a very like wealthy, very wealthy community. And like so much, uh, it's given me so much perspective in terms of like not getting, I mean, I've gotten to know some parents, but really just like dealing with this, like now hundreds of kids, um, and seeing how that, how the parenting is coming through them in a way it really highlights exactly what you're talking about, which is like when it's, when something is clearly being done for the parents sake, as opposed to the kid's sake. Um, and as the educator, it's like very easy to pick up on that. Um, even as a new educator in this sense, um, you know, just working with like, just again, like a large volume of kids. So I think that's, that's helped me come back to that. It's like very much, like, do I want my daughter taking piano lessons or is she excited to take piano lessons? Um, mm. and, and is it about hitting your marks, you know, in whatever it is you're doing, or is it about that process? Um, and, and again, like as she's getting older, it's like, she's doing more and more and having more and more interests. And it comes back to exactly what you're saying is it's like, you know, you can go about it any way, but it's, it doesn't matter what they're doing at the end of the day, if they're a good person and those values are coming through and how they're, how they're doing, whatever it is they're doing. That's definitely the most important. Yeah. That's, that's such a unique take on it, man. I'm glad that you shared that just, um, seeing so many families and, and you, you, you probably get a better opportunity to look at this than Phil and I, I mean, you definitely do. And that probably, you definitely do because you're seeing so many children that you have a close and intimate relationship with as, as a teacher um, and then seeing the families. And uh, I I'm actually in an opportunity right now where I'm, I'm, I'm leading a rites of passage class with some homeschoolers and I'm in that position all over again. And I'm like, Whoa, you see the dynamics of the family and it's easy to see through and and exactly what you said how much of this of these decisions is based on either what's actually best for the parents or what's easiest for the parents or what's what's the what's the easiest way for you to kind of hold your breath and get through being a parent until this until this kid can go off on their own that sometimes that's that's i'll just call it what it is sometimes that's what it looks like sometimes i'm in that place too I'm like, damn, I'm just trying to get, I'm just trying to get my kids out of the house. I'm just trying to get through this because it's a lot to be a parent. And it's, it's, it's hard to, to be, I think to be a values driven parent who's really making those decisions for your, for your family based off of those things, that's definitely the harder path. I'd say it's definitely the path that has more resistance to it. But what it comes down to for me is at the end of the day, I, I never want to feel like I have to, I'll have to look my kids in the face and tell them that I didn't do my best. That I didn't, that I, that I, I don't ever want to tell my son, Hey, I, sorry about that. I took the easier road there. I didn't, I didn't fight harder for, for you when you were younger. I didn't fight harder for your mom or for your sister. I just never want to have that moment. And I think some people don't even realize that that's, that's what they're setting themselves up for by making some of these choices. Mm. I think that's, I mean, that, that definitely hits home. You know, I would never, definitely never want to have that conversation with uh, my son or my daughter. I think there's, uh, there's an element of, of doing your best, which I, I have a really hard time with that. Cause like I, I have a pretty strong self-critic. Um, so it could always be better, but I think really just sticking to my guns as far as, um, as far as the values go, right? Just like if if we've made time, my partner and I have made time to talk about those things being that important, then just like really making sure that I live up to those, right? So if one of one of our values is um, reverence and respect, like I don't I don't ever want to model the opposite of that for my son, you know, cursing up a storm and throwing stuff and just like you know making an ass out of myself because someone upset me. You know, that's like the first thing that comes to my mind and being human, that might happen. Right. But I also want to be the father that has that conversation with him. Hey, 
daddy messed up. That was, that wasn't right. I want to bring him with me to apologize to that person. You know, like there's, there's the, not so much the strive for perfection as it's really the, uh, the honor and impeccability and, um, and courage, you know, which all of those are my personal core values. So, so really being able to, uh, to stay true to all of the values that I've deemed important, um, and really being able to, at the end of the day, whatever, in 18 years, 20 years, 50 years, I can be like, I held true to that. Yes. That's the other thing I love about it is it makes it so simple. It it really simplifies parenthood. Cause if you have, if if I've got my values, then it's basically like, I've got my GPS coordinates, right. Of of how to, how to get, how to get through this, this journey of parenthood. And for example, one of our family values is, is spirit. And so even if I'm not upholding that value or the times in my life where I feel a bit distant or removed from my own spiritual path, or I've gotten so caught up in other areas of my life that I forgot about it for a while, it it also gives me an opportunity to show my kids what finding a pathway back looks like, which I think is also really important with values because we can, we can write our values down. We can put them on our screensavers on our phone all day long. But at some point, like you said, Phil, there's going to be that fall from grace moment. Like, Oh damn, I slipped. Something got in the way, you know, my, my emotions overcame me or I got distracted. I lost focus to be able to demonstrate to our kids that there's always a pathway back. And here's what it looks like. I love what you said there, Phil. Like if I, if I fall out of respect or reverence that I'm going to bring my son with me and let him see me apologize and make right on that. If I fall off of my spiritual path, I'm going to own it. I'm going to, I'm going to articulate what I'm experiencing to my kids as I'm doing it so that we don't set them up to, to have to live up to these fantasy standards that are just, just aren't real. Right. Uh, the, the more visibility we have on that, I think is the more, and the more honesty that we bring to it. Ultimately, I think it serves our kids better. Yeah, that's huge. It's like, um, yeah again it's just all about that process and and it's again it's you know phil like you mentioned like you have a hard time like you know doing your best but it's almost like if you flip it and reframe it as um this kobe kobe bryant quote is coming up for me it's it's like uh not um like failure doesn't exist that's just in your mind um and the idea being that like you know if you don't if you don't achieve something then you try again tomorrow, you know, you learn from that, you try it again tomorrow. And if you miss it again, you try it again the next day. And it's, it's that idea of, yeah, kind of flipping it as to you're doing your best is then not allowing the failure or that even idea of failure. It's more just kind of coming back from that and just continually trying and trying to adapt. And, and what comes up for me there is like, the necessity for teaching ourselves and allowing ourselves and teaching our kids and allowing them to have the time to observe themselves and, and figure that out as early as possible. Um, and again, like coming from this school environment, this middle school is it's like, there's no, these kids aren't observing themselves at all. It's like, they're, they're, you know, they're not supposed to have their phones and they're just like cracking out on their phones all the time and they have no idea they're even doing it. (laughs) Mm. Um, so it's, again, it's like, you know, I, it's not wanting to make the assumption that that's what's happening at home, but it's just like, again, living it myself, it's so easy to just be able to, um, you know, screen time is just such an, easy way to get your kids occupied or you know give yourself that escape where it's like both of you are getting removed and then all of a sudden it's like your kids in class like just on their phone or their computer like zoning out like they have no idea it's 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 a lot um yeah man go ahead Uh, i I love that because the word that comes up for me is, uh, or words is unspoken values, right? Like what are we, what are we teaching our children uh, about our values when 
you know, that, that we haven't planned for, right? So I'll, I'll just be completely transparent, open and honest. My 10-month-old daughter is like constantly trying to get my phone wherever it is. And that that is because she sees me on my phone so fucking often. You know, that's like straight up, like taking ownership and being like, yeah, that is because like when I need a little break and she's like kind of occupied with something, I'll look at my phone. She looks up and sees me on my phone. So she's like, wow, that thing's got to be pretty awesome. Let me go get it. And, uh, you know, so so just this unspoken values, you know, what what are the things that our kids are learning just from watching, observing, because they always are. Uh, So like, what are we modeling for them? And uh, I think it's a really, it's something, it's a reflection we can always make, I can always make, especially in just observing my kids. Um, Like, okay, what, how did they learn that from me? Or how am I modeling that to them? And I think the other thing when it comes to family values is a fun game you can play with other dads, especially ones that know you well, is like, could tell me what uh, my top three family values are just from observing my family. And I think that could be pretty revealing too. It's like, is that in alignment with what I think are the values or is something else coming up there? Um, so just like kind of a way to, a way to make some fun out of it, but also just get some, some feedback. Mm. Uh, I'm glad we got to this point because I just, a huge, huge insight bomb just dropped in for me. Just even looking at the word value right? We talk, we talk about values as though there's this list of values that I have, but it's really just, what do we put value on? <laughs> right? what, do, what do I, what do I value? And like you said there, Phil, like I, if, if our kids are watching us, they see what we value. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Daddy values his phone, right? <laughs> or daddy values spending time outside chopping wood. It's, it's right there. It's all in the way that we live. It's not, it, it's, has nothing to do with what we say or what we put down on paper, but it's what we embody. And uh, you, you beat me to the front of the line, man. I was going to, I was going to out myself too. Cause I've done the same thing, man, this day and age, it's so easy to model for our kids, the value of screens and technology. And for me, in large part, it's often an escape. Yes. It's a function. It's a tool. It's something that we use. It's useful. But a lot of times for me, it's an escape. And my wife calls me out on it too. She calls both of us out on it, not just me, but she calls me out on it. And the question is, is am I willing to deal with my own discomforts now so that I don't reinforce that value so much with my children that they have to unlearn that, that they have to unwind themselves from it? Am I willing to deal with the things that cause me to run to my phone and check the sports scores and look at news headlines now so that they don't do that? And right now it's like 50, 50, <laughs> you know, like by, my, by my actions on a good day, you know, I'm, I'm winning the battle, but that's really what it comes down to, man. That's the crux of the conversation that I think that's the mirror we all get to look at is, am I willing to do the hard thing now so that my kids won't have to deal with that same hard thing? Otherwise we're just passing the book on down the line. Yeah. There's so much around presence and mindfulness and, you know, so much being, I mean, in the best case, so much conversation around getting that in the classroom and schools. Um, and yeah, again, it's, it's just like, yeah, it can be all talk. Um, but if, if you're just, you know, your teeth, you know, your, your te- your teacher's looking at their phone after they're telling everyone to put it in their bags or your parents are telling you are on their phones, you know, after telling you you've got, you know, you've, you've reached your screen time limit for the day or whatever it is, you know, it's just like, um, I think that's one big takeaway for me in the last few months is really just trying to be, be present for the, for the kids at school, in a in a way that I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I want to demonstrate for them is possible. You know, you can go through a 40 minute block of time without, needing to look at your phone and, um, same thing at home. Cause it's, you know, that was part of the reason, uh, you know, I was late this evening was I left my phone down and, and I was being very present at bedtime 
uh, for my daughter and so present that I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's embodiment at its finest. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm, I've arrived. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's game. That's spinning a story with some context. I, I love it, Jeff. And I'm glad that you jumped in when you did, man, uh, before we start to wrap it up here, any, any final angles here, anything that we haven't said about values that you guys want to drop in before we tighten it up. I really think you put it quite poignantly in that our values are what we put value on. Um, I would, if you haven't had this conversation with your partner, I highly recommend you do it. Um, and again, don't make it like a business negotiation, make it fun, you know, bring some, bring some enrollment to it, bring some livelihood to it and uh, make a game out of it. Whatever you can be creative. We're all creative. Um, so yeah, it doesn't have to be like uh, another finances conversation, which is also very important. But really, bringing some some livelihood and just some some zest to it, so that you can at least begin the process of being on the same team, you know, fully and really having the same goal. Um, yeah, that's that's the biggest thing I got to put out there. If you if you haven't had the conversation, have it. Yeah. How about you, Jeff? Any final thoughts? Yeah. Well, I love what Phil just said and just adding on to it. It's, um, I mean, part of the beauty of if you can achieve making it fun and, um, that you get to keep it fluid and get to keep it coming back to it and checking in on it. And that doesn't become a chore or a finance conversation, but more, more something you're excited to do. You know, how have we, how have we lined up this, month or this week or how how are we in line today it's almost like a fun target you get to hit or check in and see if you hit yeah uh, i love it man and if if communication is one of those values then that's also serving that function is you're communicating about that yeah well some real dads some real talk swapping notes and trying to keep our boats afloat that's that's what we're doing here guys <laughs> and, uh really enjoyed this dialogue with you guys here tonight thank you guys for for sharing your hearts and sharing the especially you jeff man coming in here and just sharing what's what's the journey of another dad here what does it look like and to know you and to know that you're a father out there who's doing his best to impart those those values into his children and that you also do that as an educator, man. Just really want to acknowledge you for that mm. and the way that you carry that forward. Yeah, thank you. All right, y'all. I hope you enjoyed that episode that came out of nowhere, impromptu, opportunistically, when Phil, myself, and Jeff decided to record our conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you check out everything we got going on over at risingman.org, including Dojo, our latest offering that we just dropped and announced this week on Monday. Risingman.org slash dojo is where you can check it out. And for everything else related to this episode and others over there at risingman.org as well, please subscribe to the podcast and our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the rising man movement. Give us a follow on Instagram at rising man movement as well. And thank you so much as always for tuning in each and every week. We love the support, love everything that you guys say about rising man, everything you guys are doing with sharing it up, sending it out to the community. It really means a lot. Every time I hear that, every time somebody tells me that they've been listening, they've been sharing it, that they told their younger brother about it, it's just so powerful. So until next time, rise up and claim your destiny. Thank you.